0: What's up, kid, folk? Welcome to the number one college football show. I am your host, R.J. Young. Thank you for watching on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, or listening wherever you get your podcast. Today, we are going to preview advance the college football playoff national championship game that is going to be played live on Monday night, and I'm so excited about it, man, because this is what I personally have been waiting for for a long time—nine years, in fact—in the college football playoff. We have TCU, Texas Christian, number three in the country versus number one, Georgia. Now, there's a lot to unpack here, and I want to start with just that. These two teams could not be more different in how they got to this game, and that is why I'm so excited to discuss it with you, right? So, start with this. TCU rebuilt itself through the transfer portal, which does not make it unlike most every other college football team in FBS. What makes it remarkable is that they won a game. You're not supposed to be able to win if you're Texas Christian. That would be a college football playoff semifinal, especially after losing your conference championship in something other than the SEC, right? So let's stick with TCU here for a second. Sonny Dykes takes over a program that had been remade in another man's image for the last 20 years. Gary Patterson, who, for many of us, is what Texas Christian football is, right? He had done a great job from the Whack to the Mountain West to the Big 12 of evaluating high school talent and then fitting it into his scheme, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. One of my favorite examples of this is L.J. Collier, right? A guy coming from West Texas who he put on a meal program, said you're going to play defensive end, and he grew into a first-round draft pick. Another one of these guys, Ty Summers, who's going to play some quarterback at Rice, ends up playing defensive end and linebacker at Texas Christian. One on this year's roster, Shadrach Banks, great offensive player. He had turned into the kind of guy that is going to play some outside linebacker at Texas Christian. So you have a foundation there of being able to identify underdeveloped talent And creating an advantage by making something great out of what other people just thought was an okay football player. Sonny Dyke sees this and also says, I need to hire some guys that are not unlike me. They have a Texas background, they have an appreciation for Texas high school football, and they understand the challenge of playing in the Big 12. So he goes and recruits Garrett Riley, Lincoln Riley's little brother, to run his offense and Joe Gillespie, defensive coordinator at Tulsa, to run his defense. Now, For those of you that do not know, I love Joe Gillespie. He's one of my favorite people in this sport. He's a genuine man. He's always been kind to me. Took time to teach me his defense so that A, I would sound smart talking about it, and B, I would come to respect it, right? And he did this before he turned Zayvon Collins into a first-round draft pick and the best defensive player in the country in 2020. That's another dude that he identified who was under-recruited and underdeveloped out of Hominy, Oklahoma. Just a... Small three-star that he grew into a destroyer of worlds that can line up at a foot nine technique and run down anybody that he wanted to run down. That is who Joe Gillespie is, but he's that guy because he's raised in Stephenville, okay? And I say that to say he played linebacker for Art Bryles when Art Bryles was head coach at Stephenville. Then goes to Angelo State, plays linebacker, comes back, is an assistant for Art Bryles, Stephenville. And he developed a defense that had to go up against what was the most prolific Offense in high school football. At one point, that program had the national record for yards produced in a season. Joe Gillespie had to build a defense that could contend with that each and every practice, let alone every game, and then grew into a high school football head coach himself at Stephenville. Left Texas for the first time in his career when his good friend, Philip Montgomery, who was an offensive coordinator at Stephenville, got the head coaching job at Tulsa, asking him to come run some defense. Now, Coach Gillespie was also not very shy about saying when he got to Tulsa, much he loves it here. He met, or his uh, daughter met his her husband here, graduated here, kid went to high school here. They wanted to get back to Texas, so going just an hour away from Stephenville at Texas Christian was a glove fit for him. And his defense translated to a league where defense is coming back into vogue and has a power five reputation. That's what Texas Christian had at its advantage. A power five reputation, a reputation among these West Texas and Texas high school football coaches where kids would come to play with them. And then with the advent of the transfer portal really coming into in vogue, vote, where you are hiring directors of transfer portals and directors of recruiting and on-campus recruiting and off-campus recruiting, and you have... A quality control assistants who just watch film on high school players, or just watch film on the opponent, or just watch film on guys that are in the transfer portal. You can do outstanding evaluation. Texas Christian nailed their evaluation, and sometimes it was just straight up in front of them. One respect, Johnny Hodges, who was at Navy until last year, is a guy that played against Tulsa, and Joe Gillespie remembers him, and he recruits him to play some linebacker, and he becomes one of their linchpins next to a guy named Dean Winters, who was underdeveloped, right? And then comes into his own in this three three five stack, where you are reading and reacting, where you are going to clog the middle of the field. You're going to make it hard to run those crossing routes. Everybody likes to run against you. You're going to be able to pick stuff off, take it back to the house. Ask JJ McCarthy about that, right? Then you are able to do, and this is the most crucial part of, I think, the defensive development for Texas Christian. You got to teach it. You got to teach how to run that three three five stack. You have to teach where the safety's eyes have to be, and your safety has to be able to play four positions, right? It's one thing to be able to evaluate a great player. It's another thing to be able to teach that great player how to play within your system and make it work. So much so that we still have people that do not respect a 3-3 front because they still believe they're just facing a 3-3 front as opposed to somebody's always going to be coming, right, as a fourth rusher or even a fifth rusher. You're always going to have a third safety that you're not used to seeing. That's why the 4-2-5 was my favorite defense for so long. That third safety you could do so much with and Gary Patterson was the first to open my eyes to that. Okay, on the offensive side of the ball, you took what you got and didn't break it. You got Chandler Morris over there, who Garrett Riley's familiar with because Chandler Morris played for Lincoln Riley, played in the same uh, kind of scheme, right? But you also have Max Duggan, who was the dude of Council Iowa, Council of Buffs, Iowa, who called up Gary Patterson and said, I want to be a, a Texas Christian Horned Frog and has developed into a great dual-threat quarterback, right? On the other side of this, you have Georgia, who has done nothing but build from high school on with some changes in between, right? You remember Darion Kendrick, for example, last year playing on that Georgia defense. But Kirby Smart has done it the way that you and I are used to doing it. You recruit heavily in high school and you bet on four and five stars and you recruit them to stay here for the opportunity to compete for national championships. And competing for national championships means you will get what you want as well. Kirby is also that guy who, like Joe Gillespie, stays in a film room and is really great At identifying the guys that can play within his system and how. He is very much on, if I have better players than you have, we will win most games. We might not lose. Because I love pointing this out. The guy that he was working for as the fifth quarter, Nick Saban, he also worked for Miami, uh, the Dolphins, when Nick Saban was there. And one of the reasons that Nick Saban became a football coach in college again, after leaving Miami Dolphins, is he said, In the NFL, you get one first round draft pick, and that's if they haven't traded away from you. In college, he can sign 25. That is who Kirby Smart is. He wants to sign 25 first round draft picks each and every year. And if he hits on more of those than he doesn't, it doesn't really matter that the quarterback isn't the best player on the team. So you also get to say to your quarterback, do you want to be a Georgia Bulldog or do you want to play quarterback? Because if you want to play quarterback, you can do that anywhere. But at Georgia, I need guys that want to be Georgia Bulldogs. So take a look at that depth chart. You'll see four- and five-star guys behind Stetson Bennett. But the reason that Stetson Bennett was getting a nod when the rest of us are looking around at JT Daniels going, this dude is a five-star. This dude comes from modern day. This dude's got pedigree. He's saying, no, I want guys that want to be a Georgia Bulldog and are willing to bleed for it. And Stetson was that guy. Walked on at Georgia when Justin Fields was there, my goodness goes to Jones Community College, turns into Uncle Rico, had one offer from Louisiana before Kirby Smart called him up before early signing period, and he becomes a Georgia Bulldog once again. And his job is to run the offense for Todd Munkin in such a way that they don't get in the defense's way. Now, here of late, we've got to see him become much more of a runner, but he's also a kind of been squirrely here of late for me, right? Especially in these bigger games. Like Tennessee was the last time I actually saw him step up with some confidence and go win a football game, right? I wonder what's going to happen if Texas Christian puts uh, some pressure on him, but there's not going to be a whole lot because behind him, there's Kenny McIntosh. There's Dejan Edwards. There's Kendall Milton. On the outside, there's A.D. Mitchell. There's also, oh, my goodness, Brock Bowers, who really didn't get as much run as he should have against Ohio State. And we'll have to wait and see about Darnell Washington. You have all the pieces to be great at Georgia because they nail their evaluation in high school. They grow up their dudes by redshirting them. And you are in a culture where it is expected for you to be here in the offseason. We don't expect you to go anywhere. And they don't have to. They and Alabama get to say that. Almost no one else does. That is remarkable, right? But even as I'm laying all this out for you, it's still David versus Goliath, right? Because they've got more five stars than you've got by a wide margin. Georgia on talent is the number two team in the entire country. TCU, by talent, is the number 32 team in the entire country. They should not be here, and yet they are here because the transfer portal and the redshirt rule have made it easier, right? Not easy, easier. So you have the transfer portal coming in. You have the redshirt rule coming in, which is to say that if you are not a Georgia Bulldog or a member of the Alabama Crimson Tide, you might look around and expect to play. And because you didn't play, you'll go into the portal. So a player that Texas Christian might not have been able to get, they can get now. They added 13 difference makers to their roster, and they were able to ride that to an undefeated regular season, play well enough in the Big 12 championship game to earn an opportunity to win one football game, 60 minutes. It's real difficult to win 12 in a row. It's harder still to win that one game, 60 minutes, and they got it done because they have put together the perfect blend of transfer, recruiting, knowledge of their area, and meaning to their program. Remarkable what they've done. All right. I want to go into some TCU offense versus Georgia defense here real quick. Thinking about first the quarterbacks, right? Max Duggan really showed out, I thought, for, the, for most of the season, but did play his best football against Michigan. The take for me on that is he could play above average to even just okay football against one of the best teams in college football and still win. If you are Georgia, that has to give you pause because you didn't see his best football game against a very, very, or the best football team he has faced so far. So he against that 3-4 front that doesn't look dissimilar to the 3-3-5 three, three, he's seen is going to be interesting, right? You're going to try to keep him in front of you because CJ Stroud is not the best runner in the world, and yet he was a difference maker with his feet against Georgia. Maybe you're going to plan for that because that's who Max Duggan is. But still, having that 11th guy as a rusher is going to be beneficial for Texas Christian. I expect to see Garrett Riley trying to get him out on bootlegs, call some QB powers, call some QB draws to try to open up and get Georgia off of its spot and get them in some up-tempo situations. Because Jalen Carter was not really as disruptive as I'm used to seeing him be against Ohio State. Ohio State Center did a pretty good job against him. But when they got first down, they went fast. They went quick. They went fast. They went quick, which is to say we're going to try to wear out the guys on the field because if you let Georgia platoon in, they're going to beat you. They're just much more bigger, stronger, faster, and have more ways to make mistakes than you do. So you're going to have to get first down. You're going to have to go quick. Okay. The guy on the outside, though, that makes this most interesting for me is Quentin Johnston. Okay. That's why receiver one. That's the best wide receiver on either one of these programs. And frankly... I think outside of Jalen Har- Carter, the best player on the football field at six foot four can jump up, go get the football, can outrun anybody that's chasing him. He against a guy like Keely Ringo is going to be interesting because you're going to try to get the matchup that you want, maybe on Kwame Lasseter, maybe on Keely Ringo. But Keely Ringo reminds me of Trayvon Diggs, Dallas Cowboys. It's feast of famine. He's either going to come up and snatch the football from you and run it back, or he's going to get beat for six over his head. I like those odds against Quentin Johnson. So when you see one-on-one coverage, and you will see it because they play a lot of man over in Georgia, got to take advantage of that. You got to give Quentin Johnson an opportunity to go help you win this football game, okay? If you can stop Max Duggan running to Billy, can you stop Kendra Miller, Amari Mercado, or shall we just call it the Texas Christian rushing attack, right? Kendra Miller had been the lead back for TCU all year. The best tailback nobody had ever heard of until this year. Now we all see him coming. Really thick lower body, went out with a lower body injury against Michigan. Sonny Dyke said he was questionable on Tuesday. There's eight days between now and the national championship when he said that, right? Yeah, We're looking at another four days before we actually got to see something. And even then it's probably going to be a game time decision. But Amari DiMicardo also played really well against Michigan. So it's not as if they're going to fall off a cliff with their production and Frankly, I might want to put Amari McCardo in there more than I want to put Kendra Miller. Why? His family's down the street. That dude from Inglewood. Think about that for a second. A dude from Inglewood playing college football at Stockyards in Fort Worth, Texas. I love this sport. Perfect sport. Perfect doggone sport. So you have to be able to run the ball, though, if you are Texas Christian. You're not going to be able to just put it on Max Duggan's arm. Though, crunch time situations, say to Max Duggan, say to Quentin Johnston, go win us a football game. Now, looking at the Georgia offense versus the Texas Christian defense, this is a game that Joe Gillespie's been waiting his entire life to call. Okay? I mean that. Because that is the best offense that you're going to see. And they want to run the football on you. And it is the ultimate test of your 3-3 stack. Okay? You have to be able to fill and fill well. You've heard it probably a million times now, but I'll just say it now. They don't blitz a lot at Texas Christian. Why? Because they feel fill really well, and they wrap up and tackle really well. The whole game is playing against teams that want to go fast and want to throw the ball and want to use your man-to-man against you. You're going to try, but if you want to run crossing routes in front of Texas Christian, they're going to jump them. D. Winters is going to jump in front of one, take one back. Bud Clark's going to jump in front of one, take one back. That's the Paycom Jim Thorpe Award winner out there on the outside, Travius Hodges and Tomlinson. They've got dudes to frustrate Stetson Bennett. And if Stetson gets antsy, just launches one up, they will go get it, and you will get, uh, you'll get you give that ball back to Texas Christian. Just ask Michigan how that goes. Now, I don't expect Stetson to be who wins this football game. I expect it to be that three-headed tailback monster in that offensive line. They have to be able to stop Georgia running the football and force them in the third-and-long situations. try to get off the field, because if they're able to run the ball, Stetson can do whatever he wants, because then— you're actually going to be running with your back to the football as opposed to being able to keep things in front of you and stop guys like A.D. Mitchell or Brock Bowers from beating you over the top. Now, can you rely on turnovers? No. I mean, we're we're taught this, right? Turnovers is an unpredictable statistic, and you can't rely on takeaways and interceptions. However, if they know that you're capable of doing it, they're much more likely to do it. Michigan, I thought, knew that they were capable of turning the ball over against Texas Christian, but when you're saying things like, I don't know what conference TCU is in, or if they run their three front, uh, three-man three front against us, we're just going to match on them. You're not paying attention, and you're not watching film. Everybody has said the same thing against this, and maybe that's what it's about. We want you to believe that we are weaker than we are so that we can show you our strengths. I'm excited to see how they match up because that's a solid-make fight for me, right? Todd Munkin's a dude that wants to air out the ball whenever possible, and he wants to go fast and run the ball on you when he, when you uh, he thinks you're not set. If you are Texas Christian, bring it. We're going to fill, we're going to tackle, and we're going to see if we can't hold you to uh, fourth down punts. All right? So, getting into predictions, I'm going to start with it like this. All right? Georgia, I heard tell about you. Okay? You're so scary Superman messed his tights at the sighting. I heard that. I heard that. You're so fierce, the devil ain't been back to your woods since to play no fiddle. Okay? I heard that. George Thorogood wrote bad to the bone about you. You had enough now? Huh? You had enough? Because you're getting good and buttered up. Like a batch of sweet rolls on the stove for Sunday dinner? Mm? All right. Because the truth about this game is the season ain't going to mean much for you and yours if you don't retain the crown. So I ask it this way. Are you are you still the champ? Are, are you still the greatest? Huh? Are you still that team that believed you were the greatest before you were the greatest? As one of our heroes said, do you still float like a butterfly and sting like a bee? Hmm? Have you murdered a brick? Hmm? Hmm? Have you tussled with whales? Have you handcuffed lightning, thrown thunder in jail? Are you still capable of doing any of that? Because I don't know, man, against Ohio State, you look suspect, okay? We, we had this discussion, and you had to hope and pray that an Ohio State field goal kicker misses, and then you celebrated that. If that's who you are, you're going to get beat. But if you're going to show up with your fist clenched, with your jaw set, And show us what them dudes from Appalachia really about. You know, the ones that went into the Korean War and came back with medals. You know, the dudes that ran moonshine past the law and said, come get me. You still got some stuff in your neck? Like your Scotch irish kinfolk from the ulster Scott region? Are you still that? I don't know, man. I can't wait to see it. Ding, ding. All right. Text Christian. You're here now. You, you, you're here now, and you're here before. We ever thought you would be here. We didn't expect you to be here. Not no way. Okay? Didn't nobody do it. Anybody says they did is lying to you, and you know this, because it's been y'all against the world. But, you know, I got to say it. From a conference in the Southwest to a desert upset. From the whack to the big payback. From the Mountain West to the best of the best. From the Big 12 to now you're in the big time. Okay? But, yeah, yeah. We said it. We'll say it again. You're David in this thing. That's right. You're the short man. The little man. Hate that term. And I heard Goliath over there, that's Georgia, over there talking about you, talk about your people calling you out by name, saying, who is this to challenge us for our national championship? But uh, he ain't know you hunt wolves, because that's what shepherds do. That's what David did. He hunted wolves. He ain't know that you hunt like wolves, remember? Legs feed the wolf. The legs feed the wolf. The wolf is fed by its legs. You remember that? Yeah. You know, I love this story about David and Goliath. I love it because it means that the results, the math, doesn't always add up. It means that people like me, pundit, commentator, college football purveyor, get paid to make educated guesses about you and you revel in proving us wrong. I love this story about David and Goliath because it isn't about the strong surviving or only the strongest will survive. I love the story about David and Goliath because like football, it's about competition. When I started doing this, One of the things that kept reoccurring to me was how much I love football teams that look like me, that resemble me. You know, short, slight, but hungry, fierce. Effort, 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 effort. Nobody can judge effort. Nobody can count effort. Nobody can count heart. I know that doesn't mean a whole lot to most people Because most people are privileged, talented, you know, come from good parents, didn't work two jobs to get through college, didn't get their bachelor's and master's just so they might have an opportunity, just a chance to go seize that thing that they want. I love this theory of competition. I love this story about David and Goliath because... Just because they're the strongest doesn't mean they can't get their asses kicked. All right? So you go get the strap. You go pick up a stone. You swing it around your head like Petey Pablo in a helicopter. And you throw it straight at their skull. Nobody wants to say it out loud, but they're rooting for you. They're rooting for you because there's more people out there like you than like big bad Georgia. All right. That is going to do it for this episode of the number one college football show. My thanks as always to our senior producer, Tyler Wojak, uh, or excuse me, our lead producer, Tyler Wojak, our senior producer, Catherine Donnelly, my bad cat, don't hate me. Our social media maven is JV on Duncan, our lead of screening, are Jake Coakley and torn Westfall, our director, Kyle Holly. I'm the host, RJ. We will see y'all live immediately following the college football playoff national championship game right here where we will talk about it, react to it, and I will reveal right here my way too early top 25 for 2023. It's been a rough tart to 2023, but it's going to get better. I love y'all. Thanks so much for being here. Doses.